Welcome to Wrestling Discussions. I'm your host, Ashley Janae, here to talk about WWE topics. Welcome everyone to Wrestling Discussions, Episode 4. I'm your host, Ashley Janae, and as usual, I would like to thank God for blessing me to do another episode of Wrestling Discussions, and I would also like to thank all of the listeners for tuning in to today's episode, which is going to be about my thoughts about this year's Hall of Fame and WrestleMania 39. So let's get into it. So this year's Hall of Fame is very good in my opinion. I was very happy to see Rey Mysterio, Stacey Keebler, The Great Muda, Andy Kaufman, and Tim White receive recognition for all of their accomplishments. I was definitely excited about Rey Mysterio because I've been watching him wrestle since I was 10 years old. And from day one until now, I've been a huge fan of Rey Mysterio. He was the first wrestler slash luchador I saw that wrestled in a mask. I really didn't see too many wrestlers wrestle in a mask but him, so his culture stood out to me as well. And I was also mesmerized by his wrestling ability as a high flyer. So watching him do hurricanes, seat and seat sentons, frog splashes, front flips, cross bodies, and his and his signature move, which is which was the six one, which is the six one nine, was exciting, always exciting to watch. And I've always admired his uh humble and fearless personality, which is also another reason why he's one of my favorite superstars of all time. And to finally see him take his stand at the 2023 Hall of Fame is very, very well deserved. And I could definitely say that in my sleep it was well deserved. Because he has beaten the best in his 30-plus year career. He's overcame many obstacles in his career. He's had many accomplishments in his career, like the two thousand, like winning the 2006 Royal Rumble, where he came in at number two and outlasted 29 of his other superstars to become victorious and to go on to WrestleMania 22. That was in my hometown of Chicago, Illinois, to defeat Randy Orton and Kurt Angle to capture his first World Heavyweight Championship and will go on to win two more titles and he's also held the cruiserweight title the u.s title the ic title and the tag team titles so he has accomplished so much in his career and i've seen him stepping toe-to-toe with kevin nash the big show the great Kali, and roman reigns Even though these guys were much bigger than him, he never backed down from them because he was fearless and always willing to go toe-to-toe with whoever he stepped in the ring with until the match was over. And I admired his Hall of Fame speech, which I thought was very inspiring to me. I like how he discussed the beginning of his career, which started for him at the age of 14. He talked about how he was trained by his uncle, Ray Mysterio Sr. He talked about the struggles that he faced, how supportive, encouraging, and loving his wife Angie was to him during the process, how much Kanan believed in him as a wrestler, wrestling for ECW, WCW, 
and the WWE taking time off at the WWE. I'm sorry, at the WCW was bought by WWE to be with his family. And when he made his debut on SmackDown in 2002, and I admired the standing ovation he received by the fans, the way he interacted with fellow wrestlers that he had history with, and the way he interacted with his family and fans. And I also liked the way Cannon Kanan uh, presented him before he came out to the ring or ring stage, whatever you want to call it. So overall, it was very great to see him get inducted into the Hall of Fame. I'm very happy for him. And again, he definitely deserved it. So congrats to Rey Mysterio for making it for making it to the Hall of Fame. And I was happy to see Stacey Keebler get inducted into the Hall of Fame because I definitely remember her when I was a kid. And I was definitely, and I definitely remember the spinning kicks she used to give her opponents. I remember watching her wrestle Molly Holly on Raw one night. And, and when Molly came in the ring, she was pushing Stacy around. Then Molly uh, put her finger in Stacy's face. So Stacy bit her finger to let her know, you're not going to put your finger in my face. Then, then they started wrestling and Trish Stratus decided to get involved in a match by running to the ring and pulling Stacy's leg so she could so she could get counted out or possibly lose the match by distraction. So Stacy kicked Trish Stacy so Stacy kicked Trish off off of her and said, What the hell are you doing? So that's when Molly tried to pin her. So Stacy reversed it and pinned Molly to beat her. And that's when Trisha Molly tried to attack her, but she got out the ring and celebrated outside of the ring. So that would definitely be a memorable Stacey Keebler moment for me. And I remember when she was on Dancing with the Stars, that was when I started watching Dancing with the Stars, when I found out that wrestlers can be on the show. And I also liked her Hall of Fame speech as well. I like how she talked about being a fan and being a WCW Nitro girl. And I like the fact that she mentioned that Tori Wilson welcomed, welcomed her with open arms when she first came to WCW. And I admired how she acknowledged the people who supported her, like her family and fellow superstars. And I admired the way Tori Wilson and Mick Foley presented her and the ovation she received by the fans. So overall, it was very well-deserved for Stacey Keebler to be inducted into the Hall of Fame, and congrats again, because I'm sure she inspired many women that were tall, athletic, and having a desire to become a pro wrestler. So again, congrats. Even though I wasn't familiar with the great Muda, I was glad to see him get inducted into the Hall of Fame because he paved the way for many Japanese wrestlers, wrestlers like Tajiri and Asuka. And I admired the uh, way the, nat the nature boy Ric Flair presented him and how Rick and Rick mentioned his time wrestling in Japan and wrestling the great Muda and how he mentioned that Muda worked with his son as well. And I liked how appreciative Muda was about being inducted into the Hall of Fame. And I also like how he spit out the green mist at the end of the at the end of his speech and got a huge standing ovation for doing it. So overall, congrats to the great Muda for being inducted into the Hall of Fame. And I was happy to see the families of Andy Kaufman and Tim White represent them. 
you know, even though Andy and Tim are no longer here physically, I'm sure they were present spiritually. And I like how Jerry the King Lawler and Jimmy Hart presented um, Andy Kaufman and the stories they told about Andy. And I'm glad his family came through to represent him and tell their stories about him. And I also like how APA, which was JBL and Ron Simmons, presented Tim White and the stories they told about him as well. I was also glad that his two brothers came through to represent him and how one of his brothers spoke on his behalf. So congrats to Andy Kaufman and Tim White for being inducted into the Hall of Fame. So overall, the Hall of Fame was a huge success, even though it was a smaller class this year, but it was still a, su a success. And again, I'm happy for each of the inductees. So now the question is, who's going into the Hall of Fame next year? We should see. So now I am ready to discuss my thoughts on WrestleMania 39. So out of a scale of 1 to 10, I'm a rated a 7. Even though there were some upsets, it was still a decent mania for the most part. I'm going to be real. I did not like the first match between John Cena and Austin Theory. Number one, the match was too short. And number two, that was a mediocre victory for Theory. I think, in my opinion, the match should have been longer. Even though Cena don't wrestle full-time anymore, I felt like he would have given Theory a run for his money if the match was longer and if they had given Cena the time to actually wrestle Theory. Instead of theory wrestling, instead of theory wrestling Cena, but toward the end of the match, Cena did come back, threw some threw some shots to Theory, slammed him on the mat a few times, and even put him in the STF, where Theory did tap out. So technically, Cena won the match, but the ref was knocked out. So when the ref was back around, that's when Theory low blows Cena, and unfortunately, the ref did not see it. So Theory ended up winning the match using his finisher move, and in my my opinion the outcome of that match could have been better um it could have been uh still set for theory to beat cena but it should have been set for him to beat cena fair and square and also that bite to his ear could have been left out but i guess the um i guess the message behind that match was to reap what you sow because 19 years ago at wrestlemania 20 john cena went against the big show to win his first uh u.s title but cena did not win that match fair and square he used his chain for assistance by wrapping around his fist when the ref wasn't paying attention and punched show in the face and gave him the attitude adjustment which was called the fu at the time and won the match so i guess they wanted cena to get a taste of his own medicine but i like the fact that he got the children from the make-a-wish foundation to go to wrestlemania and be involved in his entrance at, at Mania and I also liked how Cena interacted with the children by giving them high fives and then running to the ring but other than that not my favorite match but at least Cena was in the match card I guess and it was also good to see him so um the fatal four-way tag team match between the Street Profits Braun Strowman and Ricochet the Alpha Academy and the Viking Raiders was a very great match. There was a lot of high-flying action and moments where I said, what the hell? And OMG. So I was happy with the, I was happy that the Street Profits got the win to let the WWE Universe know that they will recapture the tag team titles and that they want the smoke. So overall, it was a great match, but I think it would have been epic if that match was a TLC match. So imagine 
Montez Ford right now doing a frog splash off of the ladder and crashing someone through a table or Ricochet doing a 630 off the ladder crashing someone through a table that would have definitely been epic in my opinion it would be reliving Wrestlemania 17 all over again when the Hardys, the Dudleys and Edge and Christian fought in the TLC match and, and put on one hell of a show that would never be forgotten so overall, the Fatal 4-Way Tag Team match was a very great match that I really enjoyed. The match between Logan Paul and Seth freaking Rollins was a decent match for the most part. I was very concerned about Logan Paul's entrance with him ziplining to the ring. I haven't seen an entrance like that in so long, so I'm glad everything was okay and it was a, and it was a success. And I got to say, the highlight of that match was when Logan was about to crash Seth through the announcer's table by doing the frog splash. But instead, Seth pulled KSI on the table and Logan ended up crashing KSI uh, through the table instead. So that was crazy and a smart move by Seth. And I guess that was Seth's way of saying, you ain't going to... Uh, of saying you ain't gonna knock my ass out twice and then crash me through a table at mania i'm sorry i'm not going so that will always be a memorable moment a moment i won't forget and and i was happy that rollins got the win so the three-on-three women's tag team match was great between the raw the the uh the women's tag team champions uh Lita and becky lynch with trish stratus versus damage control I definitely felt like I was 10 years old again watching Lita and Trish wrestle. So it was definitely good to see them wrestle. And what's, and what's amazing is they still got it after all these years. And it's like they haven't missed a beat. They could put on their wrestling gear and get in that ring with anybody at any given time. So that was great to see. And I'm sure that that was a very special moment for Becky Lynch to team up with her idols and win a match with her idols. So overall, that was a great match. So the match between Rey Mysterio and Dominic was decent. I thought uh, Dominic's prison entrance was funny. They had him sitting in his cell, then going to put the handcuffs on him to let him out of, out of his cell, then escort him to the police truck. Then they let him out of the truck in the rear by the entrance ramp with the police officers escorting him to the ring while he was rocking the mask. So that was so that was funny to see that entrance, but Ray's entrance was epic. He had Snoop, he had Snoop escort him to the ring and the dope burnt orange lowrider while ain't nothing but a G thing was playing. And then the highlight of his entrance was when Eddie Guerrero's theme song played. I thought that was a very nice tribute to Eddie Guerrero because we all know Ray and Eddie were very close. They were like brothers. And Eddie Guerrero's last WrestleMania match was with Ray. So to hear his theme song play at WrestleMania was very exciting to hear because I haven't heard his song play at Mania in 18 years. So to finally hear it after 18 years definitely bought back a lot of memories and it was such a joy to hear lie cheat and steal again so definitely much respect to ray for doing that but the match between ray and dom was decent you know ray definitely taught him a lesson and i like when ray took off his belt and whooped and whooped him with it and then he gonna get out the ring like it wasn't nothing and it was funny when angie slapped dom for talking back to her in her face so i guess she said enough is enough i'm your mother you ain't gonna talk back to me but crazy as hell when dom threw water in his sister Aaliyah's face but i'm sorry if i was Aaliyah, i would have taken someone else's drink and threw it and threw it in dom's face to get even with him and just by 
buy the person another drink. That's probably what I would have done. Then Dom tried to cheat to beat Ray, but Bad Bunny wasn't going to let that slide. So he interfered, interfered and Ray was able to get the win, which was good to teach Dom some respect. But overall, decent match. Um, the match between Rhea Ripley and Charlotte Flair was a very great match. It was way better than the last time they fought at Mania, which was at WrestleMania 36. I had a feeling that Rhea was going to win. I just didn't know how she was going to win. Rhea definitely gave Charlotte a run for her money. And I saw how focused Rhea was before the match even started. I noticed why Charlotte was walking to the ring. Rhea had this, I'm going to beat your ass look on your face. And I I don't think she even blinked while Charlotte was walking to the ring. That's how focused she was. And one thing we all have to realize is that this is a um, different Rhea Ripley. She's more fierce and she's more dangerous than ever. And now she's the champion. Uh, and, and she's really going to show why she is the champion. So I was glad to see her win because Charlotte is a 14-time women's champion. And she has beaten the best of her career. And it was just time for her to pass the torch over to someone else. And I felt that Rhea deserved it after what she endured at this year's Royal Rumble. Coming in at number one and outlasting 29 other women after being speared by Beth Phoenix before the Rumble even started. I could tell that Charlotte was at peace with losing that mania because she is married and maybe her and her husband may want to eventually start a family. And I'm sure she wants to spend more time with her family as well. And who knows, maybe at WrestleMania 40 or WrestleMania 41, she may have a mini her watching her in the front row regain her title again. So that way she can share that moment with her son or daughter. And who knows, maybe they may follow into her footsteps and hell at WrestleMania like she did. So you never know. So that was definitely one of my favorite matches, and they definitely tore the house down. And I did not see the match between Pat McAfee and The Miz. I just know he beat The Miz, so maybe I fell asleep because I was tired that day. So congrats to Pat for his win against The Miz. And I'm glad that um, Kevin Owens and Sammy, and Sammy Zayn are the new undisputed tag team champions. It was definitely well-deserved, and what a way for them to do it at WrestleMania in the main event of night one by defeating the Usos, who were the longest-reigning undisputed tag team champions. And Kevin and Sammy have so much history together because they have wrestled each other many times over the years, and they know each other very well. So I'm sure it was a very exciting and huge moment for the both of them to experience that moment together as champions. So I'm definitely rooted for them to have a successful title reign as the undisputed tag team champions. The match between Omos and Brock Lesnar was okay. I was happy that Omos was able to experience a, a WrestleMania moment with Brock Lesnar, who had a WrestleMania moment 20 years ago when he faced Kurt Angle for the WWE Championship and almost landing that shooting star press on Kurt, but, but still won the match, uh, even though he had broke his neck. The Omos did give uh, Brock a fight, but Brock ended up winning ended up winning, but at least Omos could say he went to WrestleMania and he had uh, a match because WrestleMania is not guaranteed to any of those superstars. So to be able to walk down that ramp while your music is playing and there are over 60,000 people cheering your name or booing you, it's a huge honor because, again, it's not guaranteed. So overall, it was a decent match. 
the fatal four-way match, the fatal four-way women's tag team match was okay. I had a strange feeling that Ronda Rousey and Shayna Baszler was going to win, but at least the other women who was involved in that match gave it gave it their all. And I was very excited for Liv Morgan and Raquel Rodriguez. I know uh, it was Raquel's first mania, and you could tell she was happy and emotional at the same time. And Liv was also very happy as well. And it was also Shotzi's and Chelsea Green's first mania. So I'm sure they were excited. But overall, it was uh, a decent match. I really wanted to see Liv and Raquel uh, win. But at least they they are our new women's tag team champions. So that's a plus. And that was a very uh, great match between Gunther, Sheamus, and Drew McIntyre. It was very competitive and very intense. I thought Sheamus was going to win since he never, since he's never won the IC title, and he and he came close to winning. Then there were times when I thought that Drew was going to win, but at the end of the day, uh, Gunther ended up winning and retaining his title, which was well deserved because he did retain it fair and square, and that was his first WrestleMania, and he became the first Austrian to win a match at WrestleMania. So he did, in fact, make some history. So congrats uh, on his WrestleMania win. The match between the EST, the Raw Women's Champion, Bianca Belair, and the uh, Empress of Tomorrow, Oscar, was one hell of a match, which was definitely my favorite match, and in my opinion, the, be the best match on the card, hands down. Oscar definitely gave Bianca a run for her money and definitely gave her a fight she won't forget. So the match was very intense. There were times when I was excited, times I was nervous because I didn't know who was going to win. So it was definitely a phenomenal match, hands down. And I definitely did not take my ass off of the TV watching that match. That's how good it was. And I was happy that Bianca retained her title because she deserves to still be champion because she has inspired so many women and young girls that anything is, poss is possible, especially women and young girls of color, because she definitely made history with, with Sasha Banks becoming the first women to headline WrestleMania. And Bianca's also making history by becoming the first black woman to become the longest reigning women's champion in WWE history. So that's definitely a special moment in my in my book. And she has definitely beaten the best hands down. Even though Asuka did not win the match, she's still a winner because she fought like a champion. And she had um and she had that I want to win attitude, which made the match even more intense. But the highlight of the match was when she tried to spit the green mist in Bianca's face. So thankfully, Bianca saw it and ducked, and saw it in time and ducked. And then Oscar tried to kick her, but Bianca ducked again. And she tried to hit Oscar with her braid, but Oscar moved out the way. Then Bianca tried to give Oscar the KOD. But Oscar reversed it and put Bianca in the Oscar lock. And that was when I thought Bianca was going to tap, but she didn't. So instead, she made it back to her feet while Oscar was still on her shoulders and delivered the KOD and ended the match. I was very proud of her and Oscar for the match that um, they put on. And even Bianca said in a post-match interview that Oscar gave her the biggest fight of her career. And then she took her to another level. 
And I also like the fact that Bianca bought the Divas of Compton, which were the girl, which were the girls dancing team that danced to her theme song. I thought that was very cool and thoughtful of Bianca to do that. And I liked her interaction with the girl that was very flexible. I thought that was very nice. And I'm sure that 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 would be a moment that girl and that girl and the other girls will never forget. And I'm sure that will always be a special moment for Bianca. So overall, that the match between Bianca and Oscar would go down as one of the best matches in WrestleMania history. I would definitely watch it again and again. So definitely that was the match there. And that quick match between Snoop and Miz was funny as hell. Number one, it was unexpected. And number two, Shane got hurt during the match with, with the Miz. And what made it funny was Snoop was like, you good, cuz? You gonna knock you gonna knock my homie boy? You gonna knock my homeboy out like that? And that's that's what you gonna do? Then he beat then he knocked out Miz again and gave the Miz the people's elbow and beat him one, two, three. And that had to be one of the funniest moments in WrestleMania history. Cause I definitely didn't see that coming. But at least Snoop could say he got a win at WrestleMania. And I guess it wasn't nothing but a G thing, baby. <laughs> so the hell in the cell match between um Edge and Finn Balor was a very great match. It was good to see Edge get payback after what Judgment Day has done to him in the past, like betraying him late uh, by, by betraying him last year and attacking Beth Phoenix by hitting her in the head with a chair while her head was already on the chair. So he definitely got some payback, and the match was very brutal. And, and there were definitely chairs, candlestick, uh, candlesticks, tables, and ladders that were used in the match, which is typical in the Hell in a Cell match. Uh, Finn did get busted open at the edge through a ladder at him. So the match was paused for a few minutes so the medical staff could stitch him up so the match can proceed. So the highlight and funny moment of the match was when Finn climbed up the cage, uh, up the cell and crashed himself through the table, flying, uh, try, wait, trying to give Edge a uh, coupe de, de grass, his, fin his uh, finisher move, while he was laying on the table. So Michael Cole was like, get down, don't do it. And next thing I know, Edge moved out the way and Finn had crashed through the table. And, and I was like, damn. And I started laughing because all I saw was his legs go through the table. And Michael was like, oh, no. <laughs> Edge rolled out of harm's way. And I'm like, you think? You, he was not about to take that at Mania. Then Edge uh, brutally attacked Finn with a chair. And hit Finn in the head with a chair while his while his head was on another chair to get even after what Judgment Day did to Beth at Extreme Rules. And Edge won the match. So overall, that was a very intense, brutal, hell brutal hell in the cell match that I enjoyed watching. And I was happy to see Edge get a win. Uh, get a win, another win at WrestleMania. And I hope this feud with Edge and Judgment Day continues because it's very interesting so far. So just keep it going. Now, the main event between Roman Reigns and Cody Rose was horrible. Hands down, horrible with a capital H. And it was, uh, in my opinion, one of the worst matches I ever seen in WrestleMania history besides Goldberg versus Brock Lesnar at WrestleMania 20. So what made the match so bad was, number one, it was way too much hype. Number two, there was way too much interference. And number three, Cody was robbed because he was supposed to be our new Undisputed Universal Champion because he had Roman beat. 
So I was very disappointed with the match because Cody's family was there. And unfortunately, they had to witness him take a huge loss in front of over 80,000 people. And Cody worked hard to get to Mania by winning the Rumble to redeem himself after that injury he sustained. And I was so confused watching the match. I thought it was a one-on-one match, not a handicap match, because Solo did interfere in the because Solo did interfere in the match, and truth be told, he should have never been at ringside. No way with that match being a very important title match. Then the Usos get involved in the match, but thankfully Kevin and Sammy came to Cody's rescue, but it was very unnecessary for the Usos to get involved when the match was about to be over. But Solo did get ejected from ringside eventually but gonna sneak his way back at the ring when cody had the match won because cody had already gave roman two crossroads at this time and he, and he was about to give him one more to end the match and become champion but unfortunately roman had to have help from solo the solo hopped on the ring apron grabbed cody and gave him the, the samoan spike and roman finishes the match by spearing cody to retain his title which was a huge upset you know, I just look at it this way. The match could have been scripted better than how it was scripted. My thing is, Roman was set to retain his title. They could have set it for him to beat Cody fair and square without any help from the bloodline because most of the title matches that occurred at Mania, the superstars like Bianca Belair uh, and Gunther retained fair and square, and they did it on their own without any help, which made those matches very very intense and worth watching. But I just felt like it should have been set for Cody to win because I feel like he is well-deserving and worthy to succeed Roman Reigns because at some point, Roman is going to have to drop the titles. And I feel like Cody should be the next thing because he has that determination and drive to be the champion. Wrestling definitely runs in his blood with his father being the American dream, Dusty Rhodes, and his brother who is Goldust. So he definitely has it in his blood. And he is a fan favorite. Every time his theme song plays, everyone gets hyped and sings along with his song. But I thought for sure Cody was going to win. And I thought that night would have been his night. So hopefully he gets a rematch soon because he definitely deserves it. But I don't think the match would, would have the same energy as it did at WrestleMania. So that's why it was very disappointing when he didn't win because that would have been match of the year. And that would have been a huge, sock, a huge shock in a good way to see Roman drop the title to Cody at Mania. But that match was definitely a huge disappointment. And, and, and an upset. So hopefully WWE make up for that match and eventually have Cody win the title really, really soon. So my favorite match again was definitely Bianca Belair versus Asuka. And I hope those ladies get an ESPY award for that match because they deserve it. And truth be told, that match should have been the main event of WrestleMania. Other, you know, it, it should have been the main event instead of... Um, Roman Roman and Cody's match. I'ma just be real. But other than that, it was a very great it was a very great entertaining WrestleMania. And shout outs to Triple H for putting it together. He did a very great job. And that WrestleMania made history too because it had over 160,000 people in attendance for both nights. So that was definitely a historic moment. And I hope next year's WrestleMania would be better than this year's WrestleMania.
So that's going to do it for Wrestling Discussions Episode 4. I hope everyone enjoyed today's episode. And Episode 5 will be coming out soon, so please tune in. And please leave your comments and reviews about today's episode. That would be appreciated. And also, please subscribe to Wrestling Discussions to get notifications on a new episode. And also, check out my other podcast, Aspiring Discussions. And if you all are interested, I do have merchandise on my website. So I will leave the description. Uh, I will leave it in the description box. So please check it out. And you can also follow me on Instagram at Blue Shades1993. And you can also follow me on Twitter at Ashley Janae. And also you can find me on Facebook at Ashley Janae. So again, thank you all so much for tuning in. I'm your host, Ashley Janae. Stay safe and God bless you all.